Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. This is your host Chloe Brotheridge. I'm a coach, a hypnotherapist and I'm the author of The Anxiety Solution and Brave New Girl. And this podcast is all about helping you to become your calmest, happiest and most confident self. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for listening today. I am speaking to Bob Roth, who is a meditation teacher. He's a meditation teacher to some pretty big names that you might have heard of. He is a practitioner and a teacher of transcendental meditation. So you've been listening to this podcast for a while you'll know that I am a big proponent of TM they don't they don't pay me to rave about it but I've been doing it for a long time and I credit it with the thing that has probably helped me the most on my journey to become a karma person Bob has taught and hung out with people like Jen Aniston Katie Perry people like Cameron Diaz Hugh Jackman the list is endless oh Russell Brand he has yeah taught all these people to meditate taught them TM and you can find videos of him interviewing these people about their experiences of TM because they have all you know spoken publicly about how helpful TM has been for them. So Bob is a real expert in meditation you know unfortunately in this day and age a lot of meditation teachers have done a weekend course as part of their yoga training and meditation is such a deep and you know valuable practice that it really deserves more time. Bob really knows his stuff about the scientific studies that have gone into meditation and why it works and how it works, how it affects the brain. And so he explains the three types of meditation and how they impact us in terms of the results and how it actually has an effect on our brain and our brain waves, which is completely fascinating to me. He shares about how meditation can help with performance, anxiety, even PTSD. And he gives his advice to people who perhaps like you, have been telling themselves, I can't meditate. I've tried it. It didn't work for me. I couldn't get myself to clear my mind. He just shares how we can overcome these barriers and how to make it easier for ourselves. So I hope you enjoy this episode. As I said, TM is my practice that I do twice a day. I find it really, really valuable. And uh, I hope this inspires you to look into meditation a bit deeper or maybe just encourage you to have a regular practice if you are meditating already. Okay, welcome, Bob. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? Really good. Very happy to be here. Great, thank you. Can can you share a little bit about what it is that you do and how you got to, to where you are today? 
So I head up, I'm the CEO of what's called the David Lynch Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization uh, established in the United States with the headquarters, but also legally established in the UK, all over Europe and 35 countries. And we bring uh, the evidence-based transcendental meditation technique to call at-risk populations. So in the last 15 years, we brought the meditation to over a million kids who grow up in war-torn communities or violence, crime-ridden communities. We work with women and children who are survivors of domestic violence. We work with veterans who, who obviously suffer from, po many who suffer from post-traumatic stress. And now, Chloe, we're working with uh, frontline healthcare workers who are battling COVID-19 and suffering from high levels of trauma. So, and I also work with uh, just regular old folks who suffer from anxiety and depression and worry about the uncertainty of the world we live in today. Yeah, such amazing, amazing work. Um, one thing I noticed that you, you talk about is you, you kind of describe there being three types of meditation. Could you, could you explain what are those types of meditation and what, is, sure. what are the differences? It's, it's really important and it's a really good question because the word meditation is so generic now, nobody sort of knows what it means. It's like, well, do you eat food? You know, do you take medicine? Do you take vitamins? And, and that's a, because the word meditation is just sort of everybody says it, you know, everybody uses it. And for a long time, people didn't know what really, scientists in particular, didn't know what meditation meant, you know, what it did. Were they all the same? Do they have different effects? And it's important to answer that question because we come to meditation, looking to meditation to deal with some, as I said earlier, some very serious issues, whether it's anxiety or insomnia or trauma or depression or all these different eating disorders, plus the desire to not just get rid of stress, but to be your full self, to be creative and happy and fulfilled. And so research, now to answer your question, <laughs> research has, come, has uh, finally understood that there's three basic types of meditation. You take all meditations and you just put them all in a big lump. There's not millions of different types. There's three different types and that's based on what you do, you actually do when you meditate. And the reason why um, we look to the brain to see what types of meditations because every single experience we have influences our brain in a discrete way. So if you listen to classical music, it has one effect on your brain. If you listen to heavy metal music, it has another effect. So what happens when we meditate? And I like to use an analogy to understand meditation. Of you're on a little boat, post-COVID, you're on a little boat, and you're in the middle of the ocean. And all of a sudden you get these giant 30, 40, 50 foot high waves, big waves. And you could think rightfully, oh my gosh, the whole 50 feet high is huge. Four stories high, the whole ocean is an upheaval. But the word whole ocean is a bit of an exaggeration because if you did a cross section, you'd realize that the ocean may be turbulent on the surface, but at the depth of the ocean, it's pretty darn silent. And so, it's a wonderful analogy for the mind. The surface of our mind is the turbulent thinking mind. Some meditations call it the monkey mind, but that's the choppy waves. I like to call it the gotta, 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 gotta mind. Then I gotta do this and I gotta do that and I gotta call him and I gotta call her and I gotta make a list. I gotta find a list. I gotta make a new list. I gotta slow down. All that. 
And so it's a natural human desire to say, I'd like some inner calm, I'd like some inner clarity, I'd like some inner focus, I'd like some inner connectedness, I'd like to feel safe inside, I'd like to feel comfortable in my own skin, inner. The operative word there is inner. And the question is, is there such a thing as an inner? And if so, how do we get there? And this is where, the, where meditation comes in. Because for thousands of years, meditation has been associated with inner calm inner creativity, inner happiness, inner power, inner connectedness, inner strength. So the question is, are all meditations the same? And if not, how do they differ? So now to actually finally answer your question, but I wanted to set up the context. Is that yeah, all right? Yeah, that's really interesting. Thank you. So according to science, there's three basic types of meditation, and I can use the analogy of the ocean. The first type is called focused attention, focused attention. And that's a meditation, it's sort of a classic meditation where you try to clear your mind of thoughts or you try to stop thinking or minimize thinking. It's a sort of a Hollywood meditation, you know, a person sitting cross-legged and full lotus and they look as if they don't have a thought in their mind, of course they do. but. That approach to meditation, focused attention, says, using the analogy, if you want to have a calm ocean, what disrupts a calm ocean? Waves. So stop the waves, you'll have a calm ocean. If you want to have a calm mind, what disrupts a calm mind? Thoughts. So stop thinking, and you'll have a calm mind. When you read about it and try it, but the, the leaders of it say it's a very difficult thing to do. But when we do it, it creates, Chloe, something called um, gamma brain waves, which are 20 to 50 cycles per second. That's when you're really focusing, really trying to hard. Second approach to meditation is called open monitoring. And you've heard of mindfulness. Many mindfulness techniques are part of open monitoring. Open monitoring has a different approach to meditation. Is this too much detail or is this okay? No, it's fascinating for me. I love okay. it. <laughs> okay, so open monitoring says something different. Open monitoring says thoughts are not necessarily the disruptor of calm. If I have a thought about a guy named Joe and I don't know anybody named Joe, biggie, no biggie. But if I have a thought about a guy named Joe and 10 years ago Joe done me wrong, <laughs> now I'm angry or I'm hurt or I'm... I'm sad or whatever, but uh. so in open monitoring, they understand it's not the thoughts, but it can be the content of thoughts that can disrupt the calm. So open monitoring teaches me to live in the moment, to live in the present, to be mindfully here. So I'm not 10 years ago when Joe did that, and I'm not worried about two weeks from now when I may or may not see Joe at a party or something. I'm right now, and right now there's some equanimity. So open monitoring teaches me to be in the present. And that's much less difficult than focused attention, but it still has effort. But the thing that does to the brain, something called theta brain waves. And theta brain waves are four to eight cycles per second. That means how fast your brain is working. 20 to 50 means you're really, really working fast. Four to eight cycles means slower. It's almost like a dream state. Now, the third is called self-transcending, the third approach, and that's transcendental meditation. And transcendental meditation recognizes 
that thoughts are part of the mind, naturally part of the mind, waves are part of the ocean, but we recognize that there's a vertical dimension to the mind, just there's a vertical dimension to the ocean, that I feel things deeply, I love deeply, I hurt deeply, I believe things deeply, I have an intuition. Somebody comes to me and says, Bob, I got three reasons why you should do something. And they make perfectly good sense on the surface, but I'm sure you've had this feeling, Chloe, afterwards you think, and you think quietly, it doesn't feel right, right? Yeah. It, it, it doesn't feel right. And then someone says, well, why do you want to do it? You say, I don't know, it just doesn't feel right. That's a vertical dimension to the mind. And in transcendental meditation, we hypothesize that even deeper than that, way down in there, there's a level right now in every human being where the mind is already perfectly settled and wide awake and peaceful and calm, the source of our creativity and happiness and intelligence. It's there. We've just lost access to it. And transcendental meditation gives effortless access to that deep, calm, lively quiet that exists within everyone. And when I experience that during TM, complete change in the way my brain functions, it's called alpha one, eight to 10 cycles per second, where my mind is settled, yet wide awake, and my body gains a state of rest, in many regards, deeper than sleep. I'm almost done talking. And you talk a lot about, and you're very wise about anxiety and overcoming anxiety, and you're just you provide a wonderful service like that. When we're anxious, the body creates something called cortisol. Cortisol is a stress hormone. When I get a good night's sleep, cortisol levels will drop 10%, so then hopefully I feel less stressed. During 20 minutes of TM, cortisol levels drop 30 to 40% every time. And you don't see that in any other form of meditation. You don't see that in exercise. It's unique to that experience of transcending. So three types, focused attention, uh, open monitoring, watching, self-transcending diving within. I love that Careful when you go on for hours. That's great. No, I love it. And I love, I love the science, uh, you know, aspect of these sorts of things. So it's great to yeah, hear yeah, me too. what's actually me going too. on in the brain. Yes. Um, I, I know as well that TM is associated with coherence. Can you explain yes. what that is and what, what that, because that's something you can actually measure and you can see that in a, yes. is it an EEG monitor Beautiful. or something? Just like you can see the brainwave pattern, this alpha one, brainwave pattern, that means eight to 10 cycles per second. Usually what happens, there's different parts of the brain and they're when you're just in waking state and different parts of the brain get activated. If I'm anxious then, um, or I'm afraid, the amygdala gets woken up. If I'm uh, concentrating, then the prefrontal, this part, the prefrontal cortex. And when you do certain types of meditation like uh, mindfulness, it wakes up the front of the left front of the brain, that one particular area is activated for the theta brainwaves. But during TM, this alpha one, this brain, this, this brainwave pattern of restful alertness spreads across the whole brain in this coherent, just the whole brain is bathed in that calming, enlivening alpha one, that brainwave coherence. And it says that all the different parts of your brain are connected and communicating together. And everything good about your brain depends upon that connectivity, that coherence. 
So it's a, another unique element to TM that it wakes up the whole brain and not just some part. Yeah, it's fascinating. How can, how can this type of meditation help with our performance? Because, you know, when I, I, I've done TM for a long time, but when I sort of rediscovered it in my mid-twenties, I started to notice lots of things happening, which I, I kind of wouldn't have believed unless I'd experienced it myself, to do with creativity, to do with things just flowing more easily. Um, can you explain how it can, can help with those sorts of things? Sure. I'll do it in a, and I'll do the science if that's okay. Talk about yeah. the science on a couple levels. One, uh, let's just talk physiologically. So when we're anxious, I just talked about cortisol. When we're anxious, then the, that part of the brain, the amygdala gets sort of activated and that's the fight or flight. That's reactivity, fast. It's not thinking deeply. It's not thinking carefully. It's not thinking creatively. It's reactivity, just run. Now my whole body is flooded with cortisol and now I'm in that fight or flight response that is called there's some more the sympathetic nervous system now sympathetic is such a bad word because you think oh sympathy this is a, this is a good so nice no sympathetic nervous system why they call it that it's a part of the nervous system that's for fighting or running it gets activated it gets agitated agitated and that gets activated and your the Cortisol levels flood the hippocampus, which is the memory center in your brain. So now you're not remembering things clearly. It compromises your immune system. So you're more vulnerable to stress and even sickness. So if you're talking about performance, what do you need with performance? You need steadiness. You need to have that inner equanimity. Number one, it's steadiness because there's so much ups and downs in life and in business and in, in whatever you're doing. So many happinesses and then, you know, not happiness. And so you need that steadiness. So that's physiologically, the meditation gives you steadiness, which is the basis for productivity. But here's the cool thing. There's a part of your brain, which is called the imagination network or the new word they call it, Chloe, the genius lounge. Isn't that great? Sounds That's good. the part of the brain where you get the really creative, deep insights into how to solve problems, into how to move forward. And we activate the genius lounge. Sometimes, like you're trying to figure out a solution to a problem and you just can't, and then you take a hot shower. You ever had that? Bam, the idea comes. Or you go for a walk. Bam, wow, that's what I want to do. So that comes when the brain is not, when you're not straining. Well, when you do transcendental meditation, because it's so effortless, it really wakes up the genius lounge. It really wakes up that creative imagination network. So, and it also wakes up the part of the brain for focus, for concentration after meditation, for getting the job done. Because you know, you can have all the great ideas in the world, but if you can't hunker down and focus in, you get nothing done. So to answer your question, now to summarize, it gives you, gets rid of stress in your body so you're calm and steady. It wakes up the genius lounge or the imagination network where you can solve problems better. And it also wakes up the part of the brain for focus. So it is magic in a very real way for anyone who, who 
needs to get rid of stress and move ahead in life. So your experience of being more productive, absolutely rooted in the way your nervous system is functioning and your brain is functioning. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really good. I think I'll for try so and many give people. Answers. I'll try no, and give I love it. Um, I think for so many people with anxiety, you know, we can get ourselves into a state where we're so overwhelmed that we can't think clearly, we can't be rational, we can't get anything done. It's like you're just spinning your wheels. And so, to be able to kind of steady yourself and calm, and then access that part of your brain that can come up with solutions, and um, yeah, sounds yeah. like just the thing. And the thing is, is a lot of people think, yeah, I, I believe in meditation, but I could just never do it myself because I'm so anxious or my mind goes so fast or I'm an ADD or I'm a type A and I could never clear my mind of thoughts. And you do transcendental meditation, so you know that we don't have to try and clear our mind of thoughts. The thoughts are natural to the mind and we don't have to suppress any natural instinct to, be, to transcend. We don't focus. The, the explanation is, how do we get to that deeper level that lies within effortlessly? And we use the example of you're sitting in a room and you're listening to just wretched music. And in the other room, miraculously, some beautiful music comes on. Where does your attention get drawn to? That beautiful music. You turn off the bad music and you say, turn up the good. So your mind is drawn to something more satisfying. And that deep, transcendent, quiet level that lies within you is so nice. So in Transcendental Meditation, when we learn from a trained teacher, we learn, we're given a mantra, which is a word or a sound that has no meaning. And we're taught how to silently use it to just dive, turn the attention of the mind within. And then, like taking a dive without any effort whatsoever, your attention is drawn to these quieter levels effortlessly. So I always tell people, you don't have to clear your mind of thoughts. You can have as many thoughts as you want. Ten-year-old children with attention hyperactivity deficit, I mean, disorder, ADD, ADHD, they can do this as well as anybody else because we don't concentrate. We just effortlessly dive within. Yeah, I think that's a big question. When, when I tell people that I meditate twice a day, for 20 minutes twice a day, Quite often people are surprised and think, God, I, I could never do that. Don't you get bored? Don't you get... And actually, it's such a nice experience. And actually, especially the one at the end of the day, I can't wait to meditate and just let go of the day and go to this deep that's beautiful. part of my mind. So, yeah, but I think that's a big thing that people, you know, they tell themselves, oh, I, I can't meditate. You know, I tried... I watched a YouTube video once that was a meditation, yeah. like a guided meditation. I couldn't do it. Or I tried this app and I couldn't do it. What do you say to people who are, who have been telling themselves, you know, I can't, I yeah, can't I meditate. say, I say there's not one type of meditation. There are different types. And if you can't do if, if, and meditate, you should keep trying until you find a meditation that's comfortable, that's easy, that's effortless, that's has research to back it up. So you're not just wasting your time. And that, um, you look forward to doing, as you said, in the afternoon. Actually, your morning meditation, it turns out from research, is just as effective, but it's more of a preparation for the day. You, you could have more thoughts sometimes, but it's, it sets you for the day, so you, have, you take on less stress. But the afternoon one, when you're tired and then your body gets this deep rest, you go, oh, thank you. But it's still, both of them are equally good. But I just tell people, try Transcendental Meditation because... 
I'm not saying it's just because my meditation is better than, that's stupid. I would never say something silly. But because the mechanics of it are so natural and effortless, and people who've tried other forms of meditation and haven't been able to do it, learn TM and love it. So I would just tell people, keep looking. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, what about the, the science then? So have there been studies into it and the sort of benefits, whether that's health benefits or mental health benefits, or even with things like PTSD that you mentioned earlier? Yeah, there's been in the last 50 years now, over 400 Four zero zero four hundred scientific research studies on the benefits of transcendental meditation for mental health, for physical health, for behavior, getting along with other people, you know, interpersonal relationships. And this is published in top medical journals. It's not just some, you know, fly-by-night stuff. Really high-level American Medical Association, American Heart Association, National Institutes of Health in the United States. And the research shows absolutely unequivocally that when you sit and you just access that field of silence, quiet that lies within, there's a constellation of bent changes that take place in your body. Number one, your body gains this profound state of rest and relaxation. And as I just said, that reduces cortisol levels, which is your stress hormone, which is the toxic chemical of our age. It's terrible. As I say, it, it shuts down. It's a risk factor for dementia and Alzheimer's over time. And that starts in, the th- in your 30s. This isn't something that Alzheimer's doesn't start when you're 65. It starts building in our 30s. So it reduces the risk factor for Alzheimer's. It reduces high blood pressure for older people who have high blood pressure. It reduces anxiety, um, which trait anxiety, which means my nature is to be anxious. That's always been my, my trait. And, and so I'm always going to be anxious. But what it shows is, no, you don't always have to be anxious. It reduces trait anxiety. It lifts depression. We're working with the Veterans Administration in the United States. And because TM has been found to be more effective than anything that they're using, the VA is using to help heal post-traumatic stress, suicidality, anxiety, insomnia among veterans and caregivers. So huge. And then, as I just told you, research on the brain for students, improved learning, academic performance, grade point average. It all sounds too much, too good to believe, to, to be true. But the fact of the matter is it all comes because we're just accessing a part of us that we're already hardwired for. We just haven't been doing it. So there's nothing magical about it. It's just doing it. Yeah, I, I suppose um, the, the kind of the doing it aspect, is, I think, is another barrier that I hear from people just in terms of how can we find the time to do it? How can we, I suppose it's about prioritizing it or, you know, I, I sometimes think I just carve out those time periods in my day at the, the, the kind of the beginning and the end of the day. Um, if people are saying, I could never find 20 minutes twice a day to do meditation. Are there things that you can suggest or practical things that you... you yeah, I say, I say, first I say, well, there's, I go, yeah, 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 yeah. There's 1,440 minutes in your day. 1,440 minutes in your day. We're talking a few minutes, morning and afternoon, that's going to do what? Make the remaining 
1,400 minutes of your life that day. Sleep better at night, wake up fresher in the morning, maintain high energy levels throughout the day. When things don't go right, which always happens, be more resilient and bounce back faster, be, have less burnout, particularly down during now with the, the pandemic, when there's so much uncertainty and worry and, and the future's unknown. Where do we turn for stability? Inside. So I say, to, first I say that, and then I say, it's not really a luxury anymore. It's not a luxury. We know the trajectory that we're on in our life and the world is on. It's not getting any less stressful six months, just miraculously a year from now. The trajectory is more intense. And I, we all know inside, you know, I, that, those people are pushing my buttons a little bit more or I'm not, as, I'm not bouncing back like I used to. I don't wake up with quite as much energy as I used to. We think, well, it's just aging or the time, but it doesn't have to be that way. So I tell people, do an experiment. What do you got to lose? Learn transcendental meditation. Do it 20 minutes twice a day for a month and then make a decision. I like it. I'm going to keep doing it. I'll do it once a day. I don't want to do it. But unless you learn, do it and learn it from a proper teacher, not some knockoff thing on the internet, but go to a proper certified teacher through a nonprofit TM center. They have them all over the world. You can go to tm.org and find out where and see for yourself because Chloe, I mean, would you have thought years ago that you would be find time to meditate twice a day, but you do it because it's valuable, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, and I know a lot of people say this, that actually it kind of gives you time. It gives you time. Beautiful. It gives Beautiful. you more time. It gives you more productivity. It gives you more energy. So actually it's not like a waste of time. Like we might flop on the sofa and watch TV and that, you know, maybe relaxing on some level, but actually doing TM is going to give you something so much more than um, that. And I suppose, you know, people spend so much time on their phones, don't they? Probably hours a day for some people. And actually, you know, we might do that to try to relax, but it's not really that effective ultimately. Yeah, that's a beautiful point. You actually get people find they have more more time their day. Um, Jerry Seinfeld famously has been meditating for 50 years and he credits it. And he, a comedian, it's all a mental game. You know, it's all and every so much of life these days is mental. You know, how creative, how much, how resilient am I? And so we take a few minutes to sharpen the brain so we're less scattered, so we're more focused. So, and the word resilience, I think these days is very important because it's so easy to get bogged down or weighed down or, you know, just like, oh, it's too much. Then if it's too much, then we've lost. But if twice a day you can recharge your batteries, you can sharpen your brain, sharpen your mind, then you don't just survive during these times, you can thrive during these times. Tell me, tell me, I don't know how much time we have left, but tell me why you learned to meditate in transcendental meditation and how it's helped you. Oh, we're, we're yeah. turning the tables here. I'm yeah. gonna <laughs> so my granny is a TM teacher, so it's in the family. And I, le I, I learned when I was 10. Didn't quite grasp it at that time. Or maybe it was because, you know, my parents were saying, especially when I was a teenager, my parents really wanted me to meditate. I had a lot of anxiety as a teenager. I was having panic attacks at 15 um, and it was only when I was about 23 that I kind of really started to take it more seriously and, and realise how powerful it could be. 
and um, haven't looked back since then. I think I've yeah done it quite religiously uh, since then, and it has made a massive, massive uh, impact. And I am trying to get all my clients to learn. Yeah, yeah, my family are happy. Yeah, yeah, my granny's. Well, I mean, look at your radiant. I mean, I don't know if it's a podcast, but you have like the most radiant smile. It's just like like a sun. So I can see meditation is. That's another thing that I think is it. There's research that shows that it it slows the aging process. So much of aging is just being worn down, ground down by life. And there's research that shows a person who's been meditating two or three years has a biological age of like 12 years younger than their chronological age. Biological means how old my body is right now. Chronological, what's my age on my passport or driver's license? So 12 years younger biologically than chronologically just from meditating a few years. Again, it's not magic. It's just setting up the conditions so my body can heal itself. That's interesting, isn't it? Anti-aging. I think that's a, yeah. <laughs> a big uh, draw for a lot of people. My, uh, my boyfriend is in his 40s, but a lot of people think he's in his early 30s. And he's been meditating since, you know, for years and years. We actually met on a TM course. Um, oh, nice. So he always tells people it's because of TM that he, he looks quite young. Nice, so, yeah. nice, 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 nice. You guys are, I'm sure, quite the combo, the two powerful duo <laughs> there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's so, so interesting. Thank you so much for everything you shared. Um, what can people do next if they're curious to, to learn about this, if they want to learn? What would the next steps be for them? I think the next thing, I think you want to inform yourself and educate yourself. Um, you can go online to uh, tm.org anywhere in the world. And that, and then there's a sec that talks about the research and all of that. And you can, um, there's a drop down that will tell you where the, how to find the local uh, official TM teaching center, training center in your area. So also um, I have the David Lynch Foundation and on the davidlynchfoundation.org website, I made a little 18 minute video that talks about some of the same stuff I did talked about now that can give you, or if you have a friend you want to, um, also find out about what you have, what you're doing, or what you're interested in, you can go there. But tm.org will help you. And just that, it's a simple thing. You just have to decide, you know, is it, is it uh, are you worth the investment? Think about how much time we spend on other people and helping other people, or if we have a job helping other people make money, or other people, you know, get ahead or whatever. And or taking care of the people we love. And so this is just a few minutes, twice a day, to profoundly take care of ourselves. And it's a wise prescription. And it it's, uh, makes a lot of sense because there's so much research on the benefits that it has for mind, body, and our life. So that's why I go tm.org. Amazing. Bob, thank you so much for everything you shared. It's been brilliant. Really, really enjoyed um, being being with you today, and your the people who listen to to this are very fortunate to have someone like you sharing your wisdom, life wisdom, with them. So, thank you for what you're doing in the world. Thank you.
You have been listening to the Karma You podcast with me, Chloe Bretheridge. Don't forget you can download loads of freebies for anxiety and confidence at my website, karmayou.com. You can also find out about my app and my one-on-one sessions. Please do subscribe to this podcast in the Apple Podcast app. And if you have enjoyed it or found it helpful, please leave me a review. It makes a massive difference to helping the podcast get discovered by other people. And come on over and find me on Instagram. I'm hanging out there every day. You can find me at Chloe Brotheridge. Let me know what you thought of this episode. And please do share it with anyone who might need to hear this today. So I'm sending you loads of love and I hope you have a brilliant week ahead. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 